Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay, so we are officially live here Wednesday, March 3rd. Uh, We have special guest Megan Poyer with uh, Chief Operating Officer of AutoGeek. And um, today's a good day because we have the woman herself that has helped make and along the way of being the big, huge part of the piece of the pie for AutoGeek and the success that they've had. She's been with them for right around 20 years and she started off with, you know, basically wearing all the hats and, and having and getting the process of where they're at today and, and being a huge effort and help and getting that locked in. And we want to go ahead and thank her for being on and, and get some background story of how she got started and how, you know, everything came about with auto geek and where they're at today. And that's for episode number 18 of reflection artist live. So Megan, thank you for being on and, Give us some uh, background info of how you got started in this crazy world of detailing. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Um, I I would first say that I never planned to be in the world of detailing, but I'm happy to be here. Um, (laughs) Wasn't my uh, lifelong goal, but uh, it is an awesome place to be hanging out at. So, yeah, to start, um, basically, I started at AutoGeek, I want to say right around 2000, maybe 2001. And what was um, that? And not to interrupt, a, what was that pivot point though? Like, how did you even just the opportunity of auto geek? Like, from your past, you know, working and then transitioning that since you weren't into the automotive detail and stuff. How did that happen? Like, how did that get presented to you? Well, as you know, I was a commercial photographer and I did weddings for many years. I used to own my own company, um, and when. I spoke to AutoGeek. They were taking the company from a catalog into the web. So they were looking for a little all hands on deck, I think is what you'd say. Um, They were happy because I could do photography and they were about to get the website really rolling. So I think I got brought in (laughs) for my photography skills, Um, but I ended up up packing orders, uh, helping build the forum. You know, we brought out the first uh, car care forum you know, the first attempt, we made two attempts at it. Um, And then between me and Juan, we would take, you know, phone calls, take orders. Um, I learned to do a little tech support. Um, And then in the afternoon, we go up to the back warehouse and me and him would box up all the orders and ship them out. Um, At that time, we were about 1,200 square feet. Um, We were so tight that I think Juan's desk backed up to the bathroom door and mine backed right up to his. We were, we were living a close life there, <laughs> but it was fun. A lot of fun. That's when, uh, you know, things were a lot simpler and, you know, we had, we were excited to have 60 orders a day, you know, now 60 orders a day would probably scare me, <laughs> but cool. you know, things just develop from there. You know, we started to build a website. Um, we lost the catalog cause you know, we still have people mailing in checks with their order forms Really? It makes me sound old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> yes. And that's crazy to think People that would buy a sovereign. went from that catalog kind of stage to, I mean, obviously where it's at now is a huge night and day difference, but that's just, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. I mean, you know, with your business, you start where you can and hard work and, you know, putting in the hours will get you wherever you want to go. You just got to put it in. But yeah, we used to have, you know, little envelopes, we'd open them up and there would be an order for sovereign and a check, you know, and now to see a check is so unusual. Yeah. Um, we used to place the orders and ship out the little jar of wax. And that that's kind of how things were in the beginning. So as things progressed, we just kind of got bigger and bigger. You know, we had some opportunities to buy a couple of different brands that we acquired. And then um, we've had some opportunities to buy a few companies. You know, we bought uh, Premium Car Care in Tampa, which um, we had co-owned Pinnacle with them. Uh, We bought uh, Atopia. Um, 
which we had done some business with them. Um, so we just kind of acquired a few businesses here and there and a couple of different lines. And next thing you know, we woke up and we were in 15,000 square feet. And then within a year, we grew outgrew 15,000 square feet. So um, we've been very blessed. You know, the tides have definitely rolled in our favor, but I, you know, I don't think we would have got here except we have an amazing staff. Um, I think we're at 50 now, maybe 48, but we've just acquired some really amazing people. I always say, you know, I'm not getting any younger, so hire some young bucks, you know, that can know what they're doing. Social media is not going to be my <laughs> area of expertise, but, you know, we just bring in people that are really good at that. And uh, we all have a lot of fun working together, which is really great. You know, if you come to work and you're excited to be here, you know, it makes it go by so much quicker and you just enjoy it. And, you know, if you make the, you know, employees feel like they're part of it too, then, you know, they're always there to help out. So I, I feel like we've just, we've built a really good family here and uh, it's made this company growing pretty easy. And then <clears throat> as far as with the timeline of everything in your involvement, at what point was the idea brought out for Detail Fest and, and all that coming together? Because I know that's a, that was a big part of AutoGeek for a while. I know with COVID and other changes, uh, that hasn't been quite a thing, but that was a huge piece of the of, of Auto Geek for quite a few years. Yeah, so Detail Fest is funny. We had a um, a customer, Matt, and he later became an employee. Um, he used to bring his buddies around when we had the 1,200 square feet, and he thought it was a candy store. He was so excited to come see it. And so he kept asking if he could bring some more friends with him. We're like, sure. I mean, if you want to come and look, you're more than welcome to, you know, so he would bring some friends around and he's like, you know, do you think we could get, have a little get together? And so we're like, why not? So we ordered pizza and we drug the water cooler from the kitchen outside. It was very impromptu. I think maybe, I don't know, it was 12 or 25 people there. And the guys got to try out products, wash some of the cars, you know, we just talked with them about the products, gave them a tour of our not so big facility and that's how it started. Next year, we were like, you know, we're going to do it again. And so by the second year when we did it, we thought, uh-oh, now <laughs> we can't stop. And so it just evolved from that. You know, when it came 25 people, it came 200 people, became 2,000 people. So it went from doing it in our parking lot to the Palm Beach Convention Center. Um, and then, you know, the year before last, Barrett-Jackson had asked to partner with us, and we did that. And that turned out really nice, but we lost the educational, you know, component of it, which is what we really enjoy. So as you know, and probably most, a lot of the people, we are moving um, at the end of this year. So the facility we're moving to, we're really hoping to have, um, be able to bring back Detail Fest to the facility. I think it takes away from just the camaraderie and, the, you know, the, taking tours. People love to see the inside of this building. You know, yeah. it's always amazes me, but it's, I've been in it, you know, I'm in it a lot. Yeah. It just smells like cardboard boxes. They're not missing <laughs> a lot, but you know how it is. <laughs> well, they wonder where the, where, where their product's think, coming from. <laughs> you know, they're, they're very yeah, like intrigued and that's by okay. that. We're, we're happy. Yeah. You know what? We get a lot of clients here and they'll know me and they'll ask the front lobby, Hey, is me in here? And Hey, do you mind giving me a tour? Sure. You know, it's, I would feel the same way about a chocolate factory because, you know, love me some chocolate. So <laughs> I guess if you love detailing products, this is just as exciting. So, yeah, every time, you know, a customer comes by, we'll give them a little tour, you know, show them that, you know, we're pumping the product, labeling it. They get to see their boxes being boxed up. You know, it's kind of an interesting, you know, thing, I guess, to watch. You've got, you know, people just constantly pulling orders and boxing all day long. So it is interesting. Um but I do want to be able to give that back to them when we do Detail Fest again. So we're hoping that we can get that back on the books. You know, COVID's obviously, you know, put in a little stress for everybody when it comes, you know, we all hated that we missed mobile tech, um, the Southern Detailers Conference, you know, a lot of good things got missed this year, SEMA. Um, so I'm excited to get past all this, you know, yeah. see everybody at mobile tech, do some SEMA, you know, but I really think it'll be cool to bring back Detail Fest. Not so much on the larger scale of the Palm Beach, you know, convention center, because I feel like I didn't feel like I got to speak with everybody. It's just too much. But 
I like the idea of all the detailers getting together, the vendors, everybody be able to talk together. The vendors, you know, I think people don't realize this, but the vendors love the interaction because it helps them. You know, it does. if you walk right up to the, you know, you know, well, you know, from even just say from Buffin China, if a customer's telling you their issues and problems, if you can solve them, you know, th that's a good thing because he might be just the only one that told you, but, you know, hundreds others could be struggling. So I think it's, a great opportunity. Um, and I, I hope that we're going to be able to get that back going. Although, you know, it's, it's a lot of work putting it together. And every time I say that around the staff, they all give me dirty looks because, you know, <laughs> basically you have two jobs, you know, you're, you're trying to do your normal job and then you're, you're a show promoter, show organizer, you know, it, it's a lot of work, but you know, it, it, we're always happy when it's sun and over with. Now with the new um, facility, is the detail fest that you're looking to do uh, up and coming, is that going to be that fairground like feeling like it was more traditionally? Cause I feel like a lot of people really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Don't get me wrong. The Palm beach convention center was great. It brought it to the next level, but it didn't give it that fairground like feeling uh, with the food trucks and things of that nature. Is that not an approach that you guys may entertain taking? Absolutely. At the the theory I have with that is it should be a backyard get together. You know what I mean? We, we have some tents because, you know, it's Florida and it's going to rain if we're going to plan something. But <laughs> we have some tents. You have some food trucks. You know, everybody loves a little live music and a great car show. And I really think that's all you need. You get the vendors here. You get the detailers. And you've got a good little party going on and, you know, a good exchange of information. And I know even for you detailers, it's there's like this, you know, unsaid thing that detailers don't get along and everybody's, you know, competition, but it's really not that way. Everybody no. likes to work together and talk. And I think when we can do this and we bring everybody together, it just helps out the industry. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's a good way for everybody to bond and work together. It is. So and that's what see, we're hoping for. They see the vendors, to your point, getting together and socializing and realizing that they're not opposite sides. They're actually together in one direction. And then for the detailers, you know, seeing some of the celebrity detailers like Mike Phillips or Ernie Doyle or some of the people that they look at that are brands such as like Chris West with Solution Fitters, being able to actually meet them and shake their hand and get in front of them and have a real live conversation versus seeing them from only social media. And I know that's gotten worse because of COVID, but even in the past, people who couldn't get out that much detail fests tend to be that one event, that one show that they could get to and actually touch and feel and socialize. Yeah. And, and that's a good point too. You know, we had D, uh, Mike's boot camp last weekend and I'm sure you saw <clears throat> the pictures of all the vendors that were here. You know, it doesn't matter if they're all in the same division, whether it's chemicals or machines, the vendors all really get along and work together. They all have no problem coming together to help educate the next group of detailers. And I, I just, you know, I walked out into Mike's garage during his class and I thought, wow, this is just really cool that our industry is not like others. You know, there is no, oh, well, if he's here, I can't come. You know, we've never had that problem. They all just jump in together. They help out everybody. They're, they know it's about education. And I just thought, you know what, this is a good industry because they're not worried about themselves. They're worried about, hey, this is our consumer he's here to learn and, and let's all help him. And I just thought that was really cool last weekend. So yeah. it's, you know, it'll be nice. He's got boat cast boat. Yeah. The boat classes this weekend too. And yeah. I think he's got another couple of vendors. So yeah, it's, it's, it's always fun. No, that that's, and that's one of the big things that auto geek has always done because you guys have so many different brands underneath one roof it's always been much easier for you guys to promote the unity of the detail community for that reason and bringing everybody together. And that's been an awesome, awesome task that you guys have executed very well. Yep. It's 159 brands under this roof. So to keep everybody happy and working together, <laughs> sometimes it takes a little finesse, but it is, you know what? It's fun. It's fun. I, I really enjoy our vendors. They're good people. Now, as far as, um, just, you know, not just Auto Geek, but then you have, like you said, Autopia. And touch a little on that and tell us the background of that and how that, you know, basically got consumed by Palm Beach Motoring Group. 
Yes, yeah, so Atopia is a little different bird. Um, when we got Atopia, it was um, half, I think split in half. We got the store and then we got the forum. Um, you know, back then forums were big deal for all of us. And so we, I think we acquired the store first. And when we did, we weren't really sure exactly what we were going to do with it, but it needed to be acquired. And so we're like, all right, we'll take this. It had back then a very German feel to it. You know, German car care was kind of, I think, the area they were going after. So when we got it, you know, we kind of worked with it for a little bit. But then we've kind of molded it to where it is for the pro detailers. Um, it has a detailers wholesale division to it. And really, that's what we cater to on that site. Um, so if you're a pro detailer and you don't want to wait for that sale to come from AutoGeek and you're tired of, you know, opening your email and looking, you just sign up on Atopia and you're always getting that sale price. So um, it's been really good. We have um, Will who heads it up. He does a really good job with it. He works close with the vendors. Um, he's really good with the detailers to, you know, make sure they get what they need. We make sure those orders go out, you know, immediately. You know, we have a lot of detailers that will order the coding just in time, you know, to use it for a client. So we try to make sure we take really good care of those detailers and keep things moving fast. So, yeah, it's a great program. Um, the detailers love it. And uh, it's really this past year has grown a lot. Um, probably a little thanks to, you know, the IDA. Will's done a little work with them. Um, but, yeah, we really have had a good success with that program. Yeah, and I can vouch for that. I mean, overall, like you said, with the IDA and everything affiliated with, with AutoGeek, I mean, that's the thing. You guys are super involved on the industry side, the manufacturer side. You know, you play both fields very well at 100% capacity. But the Autopia, you're right. I mean, that's one of those programs, guys. Listen, if you're watching, that's something as a professional detailer from experience. It's an awesome program to exercise, especially if you're buying in bulk or, like you said, if you're buying just that one bottle of coating to get to that job, Will and everybody there is, is amazing at being able to accommodate the best they can based on shipping, of course, um, to make things happen. And, and I really like that program and where it's evolved to. It's definitely for the professional detailer more so. And I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that you say shipping because... <laughs> I don't know if you're having any problems, but I feel like uh, the whole United States is one locked up hub. Everything I hear is, no, it's stuck at this hub and that <clears> hub. <throat> it has been a rough couple of weeks, not to mention it was a rough last year, but the, the weather, and I know it's hard for me and you because we're in sunny South Florida, yeah. but the weather has just been brutal with shipping lately. So yeah, be patient, everybody. It's headed out. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that, and that happens, you know, it's just, that's, that's the uncontrollable part. That's the variable, right? That's the part that, oh, you know, you do yes. everything you can. And then once it gets into that next person's hands, it's like, ah, I could only track it for you. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they suddenly think that we work for UPS and how come you can't make that move? Well, you know, <laughs> we, we moved it as far as we could, I promise. Yeah, yeah. It's, this ain't the 80s or the 70s where you tuck the $20 bill and the guy shared that, hey, can you move this a little quicker for me? I'll take care of you. <laughs> no, they're like, yeah. ah, thanks 20 for the 20 doesn't but... <laughs> get you far. <laughs> no. Now, you got that. To my understanding, and I could be wrong, but um, from what I've taken in from the market, I understand that AutoGeek is the largest internet-based distributor for car care products in the U.S. Am I correct on that? You are correct, and I do believe we are for the world now, too. Wow. See, that's big. That's yes. huge. We, we had a head start on everybody. I, I try not to, it don't make it sound like it's anything really big. We, we, we provide what we can, but I feel like we had a head start. There's a few of us with a little more gray hair than others in the industry. <laughs> um, but we also have a little, you know, because we carry so many brands, it's not, you know, it's not as hard to get yourself up that ladder. You know, if you're, let's say, you know, Meguiar's, they carry only so many SKUs. You can distribute, you know, online all you want to, but, you know, we're dealing with, you know, 159 brands that are going all over the world. Um, you know, we supply 
you know, AutoGeek alone has its wholesale too, but it goes towards the larger, you know, sites, companies, you know, so we're shipping all over the world. We're supplying these guys product, you know, uh, we'll take MotorGeek, for example, you know, it's easier for them to order, you know, 25 different brands from us in one swoop instead of ordering from 25 different, you know, vendors in the United States. So we tend to supply a lot of wholesale overseas because they can just, it's a one-stop shop for them. So not only are we shipping out everybody's retail orders, we also have a division that's shipping out massive pallets, you know, overseas too. Um, and it keeps things fun. It keeps stocks rolling in and out around here. So, you know, it definitely keeps us on our toes. And that works both ways. <clears throat> Just like you said about shipping to where you guys are getting massive orders. You know, you guys have probably a, in, in different areas, different brands, master distributor status because you're taking in so much because of how much is going out, but you're also dealing with difficulty of getting stuff in as well. So when people make orders, there's back orders Correct. and it's not your fault, even though you're making massive orders above everybody else, it's still the weight from that point A to get to point B kind of scenario. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of vendors that have um, definitely blessed us with being their massive distributors. We have a lot of vendors that have given up um, international shipping because, you know, international shipping for one single person and order is a little bit more paperwork and a little bit more time than just, you know, sending to Nashville, you know, so I've had a lot of vendors that say, you know what, we're not going to do any more international and we're going to send them all your way. And that's okay. We take them. We have an international department. We're set up for that. You know, I know a brand that you work with <laughs> hates shipping overseas because there's a little bit too much, you know, going on. If you're not set up and you don't have your own department, it can be very, you know, painstaking. It's just, it's a lot of work. So we probably have, I don't know, maybe 20 vendors that we handle all the internationals for. Um, master distributor, we have one of our buildings, we, we call it our overstock, that that's all that is stocked for is um, overstock for those bigger orders. So that doesn't really mess too much with any of our retail stock. So, you know, if John Smith orders, you know, one bottle of O&R, it's not going to mess with the five pallets O&R that we have in the overstock room because we've, you know, set that aside. So, you know, ordering and keeping stock moving and inventory control here is definitely a full-time job, you know, that we're constantly working with. But, you know, something like COVID last year definitely could um, throw a little bit into the fire on that one. We, we went with, you know, products coming, oh, but I don't have sprayers, you know, oh, I have chemical, yeah. but I don't have bottles, you know, so I felt like last year was probably the hardest I have ever worked in this industry um, and probably got the most amount of gray hair, but you know what, we all stuck together and did the best we could and kind of pushed through it, you know. And you guys I know are pretty strict you guys, let's... a lot of stuff with, with the employees and your, your ratio of actual employees getting COVID and all that was very low. And you guys are pretty successful in that area, which is good because of your process you had in place of checking temperature and making sure everything was good before they entered the building. That way nothing was reintroduced to anybody else. So the flow of work could continue. Yes, we actually, uh, as soon as COVID became an issue, we took everybody that we could um, to a work at home status. Um, I stayed, our operations manager, James, stayed, um, Juan, our CIO stayed, oops, I lost one ear, um, and our accounting stayed. So we were able to get everything out, but we kept our office staff home and safe um, so that we could still answer the phones from home, still process the orders, do purchasing, our website, you know, developers were working from home. So it was really good we didn't see any hiccups in the process um, and we were able to take and spread out the warehouse people a little bit. And like you said, we went to wearing masks, temperature checks, and we have a little medical survey as they come in and we are still doing that till this day. Um, and we still don't let visitors in unless we've put them through the same ringer. Um, and a lot of our pickup, we've 
let them pick it up. They call us and let us know. We'll put it outside or they can call and let us know and we'll unlock the door if they need to come in. But our thing was, is it was more important to protect the staff than it was, you know, for having meetings in the building and people in the building. So I think it's been one year and we had two positive cases. We had one in the very beginning and then one at the very end. So uh, I consider that a, a win. <laughs> yes, very much so. And no, it, it, yeah, and both of those luckily were not in contact with the rest of the staff um, just based off of their jobs. So um, it worked out really well. Um, everybody came out of it okay. Um, I can't wait till all this is over and we're past this, but until then we're going to still be very strict. I know it, it stinks for some, but you know what? It, it is what it is. If you can keep in business and keep people, you know, getting paychecks, then at, you've done your job at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. And that's, that's so much credit to you guys because there's so many people packing up orders and touching boxes and those boxes are going out all across the U S and, those boxes get touched by the delivery people and then back down to the customer. So being able to have a tight control on not letting that be an issue is huge to the end user being able to get that box and not have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's really easy to put in some good protocols. You know, does it slow things down? Yes. But does it keep everybody safe? Yes. And does it keep you in business and nobody's losing jobs? Yes. So to me, we, our staff are happy that we've made this environment safe for them, you know, and I think because of that, you know, they, they come in here and they feel okay about it. You know, we had a few in the beginning that were a little nervous, you know, it happens. We have some older folks, you know, with some underlying conditions and, you know, Hey, you want to take a little time off? That's okay. We paid some just to go home and, you know, get, get yourself together and, let us know how you feel about it, but I'm not going to force you to come to work. Um, you know, they, they have families. We have some that have sick family at home. So I feel like we did everything we possibly could to make them feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, I just, I want them to walk around here feeling comfortable about what we're doing under this building. So, you know, it, it was a trying year, you know, between that and, you know, inventory and stocking and, sprayers were like if i was in the sprayer business man <laughs> it, to buy stock in sprayers last year wow you know we um we learned new ways to source sprayers so yeah some simple funny things that you learned after all this but who would have ever thought that this is where we would have been in 2020 you know you'd ask you 2019 hey how about a pandemic next no no it wasn't even on the list <laughs> well good that's but awesome here we are here we yeah. are so in-house brands, you know, you guys have a few in-house brands and, you know, some detailers may not know that you have the in-house brands or even be aware that, you know, those brands are your in-house brands. So just to dive into that and get a little background, um, what are the, what is the lineup of your in-house brands to start with? Okay. So we have the Pinnacle um, line and then we have the Pinnacle Black Label and we have Wolfgang Car Care. We have Marine 31 for the boats. We have the DP, um, which we just launched actually one year ago this month. Um, we have Speedmaster, which is the accessory line. And then we have Cobra, which is the microfiber. We have Sonax, which we acquired um, as a house brand when uh, Tony George bought us. Um, and am I missing any? I don't black so. Blackfire. I'm looking out my door because they're right out Blackfire. I was like, I'm looking right <laughs> at Blackfire. So luckily all the house brands are right outside my office door. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Blackfire is a, holds a little special place in my heart because we bought that when we bought uh, Premium Auto Care in Tampa. Blackfire came with the, the purchase of that company. And I'm sure you were around back then, had the fire, they had a red car and flames coming off of the label. And it just was the most unique packaging I've ever seen. And so a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, <laughs> really want to give this thing, you know, a little fun and professional look to it. So we redid Blackfire a couple of years ago and then we brought back DP a year ago. And uh, we have a couple of new things coming up here next month. And then the month after that, we have two more brands coming out. Now the, Keep the them busy. Medical, yeah. 
the pinnacle line for you guys that's more of a legacy in-house product like that's been with you guys since the beginning correct Yes. So that was our second brand after DP. So DP used to be called Detailer's Pride. Correct. And that was something we had before. Um, Pinnacle was co-owned with Terry from Premium over in uh, Sarasota, Tampa area. And we co-owned that with him. And then we purchased it out from him, I think, right when we bought the company when he he was retiring and then i think we took complete ownership of the pinnacle but yeah pinnacle has been that's our baby um it's funny because people always say pace wax is dead but i can tell you right now that sovereign pace wax you can't keep it in stock i mean we go through just jars and jars and jars of that and that is one of the original SKUs from 20 years ago when we first you know took half ownership of that line so yeah the pinnacle lines kind of a just a long loving relationship we've had um it's been a little all natural based which we're gonna you know make a little changes and bring some newer technology into it this year but the pinnacle black label was brought around because we wanted to add coatings and you know a little more advanced products to it so we came out with that gosh i feel like that might have been 14 or 15 you started um, breaking the ice so, with coatings with that one, correct? Yes, yes. Um, and I'll tell you a secret funny backstory. The Pinnacle Black Label, I was looking at a magazine and I saw is Jack Daniels Black Label <laughs> as, a, as a little ad. And I remember I came in the next morning and the old owner, Bob, I said to him, hey, what do you think about a Pinnacle Black Label? He's like, sounds okay i said i kind of have a theory on the label because i saw something and so you know how yancey is our graphic <clears throat> artist i gave it to him and next thing you know we've got a whole new line that started with a little magazine picture of a jack daniels bottle so that's kind of how things roll around here you know it's uh, i'd like to tell you it's really high tech and we, we <laughs> overly think everything but no no no, fly by the seat of our pants. We have fun. We get a good idea and we're willing to roll with it. That's awesome. No That's red cool. tape around here. <laughs> could have been could have been the bottle itself just sitting on the coffee table, just staring at it one evening. <laughs> but the magazine part is fine <laughs> it too. Been. It could have been if I liked Jack Daniels, it could have been. Like if we had said Coors Light. If you see me come out with a product and there's blue mountains, then you can go ahead and call me out, okay? But if it's not blue mountains, it's not for me. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty particular on my uh, cocktails. It's Coors Light only. Your, your blue mountain wax. Why do you think I travel out to? Yeah, why do you think I travel to Colorado so much? It's it's yeah. it's not you know it's not Guion it's not Rupes you know it, it's the Blue Mountains yeah <laughs> I'm just, going straight to just, the tap <laughs> they're just added they're just added to the trip <laughs> yeah yes that's what pays my airfare <laughs> yes now <clears throat> so but yeah uh, that's how things happen with Wolfgang what's the background on that Wolfgang was I'm gonna say O three. Um, we, I believe me and Juan were working on something. I'm not even sure because you're making me go way back, but Wolfgang, we created completely out of the blue. Um, we had an idea to come out with a new line. Um, we really liked the idea of going after a German car care because, you know, at the time, I, the owner had a Mercedes, um, you know, and, and we were just we were discussing that, you know, there is a market for a German car care line. Um, I'm not sure if there was I believe there was one already that premium carried, um, but I'm not overly certain. But we decided we would do it uh, with some German, you know, chemistry. Uh, we talked to the chemists, but we wanted it to be easy to use. Um, a lot of times the German products back in the day, you know, you get it on there and you could hardly get it off without, you know, throwing out your shoulder. So our theory on that line was let's make it easy to use. Let's make it consumer friendly. Um, it's not really overly for the detailer, um, more so as the guy that uh, 
a, a more of a show car. I mean, we have a lot of detailers that use our deep gloss paint sealant because it goes on thin, comes off easy. And I mean, the car looks just absolutely amazing afterwards. But that brand really was um, more for the guy that really wants to take care of his own vehicles, um, not have to have too much knowledge in detailing. You know, we always say like, you know, if you give them some directions, maybe four steps and they can complete it pretty easy, they'll be happy, you know. My other theory is, is um, you can have a great product, but if the customer does not know how to use it correctly, all they know is your product stinks. <laughs> so it's never, it's, it's never application process. And you know this, it's, a, yeah. it's always the product. So for us, that Wolfgang line was, hey, let's make something that's easy to apply, um, easy to get off, last long enough to where, you know, they're not a slave to the garage. And um, it's, turned out that's one of our strongest, you know, brands that we have. Um, I would tell you that Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the number one sold sealant that we carry out of all 159 brands. Oh, wow. Um, we sell the most of that one. Yes, it is. It is our baby. We love it. Um, last year, we came out with the same product, but we um, uh, added SiO2 to it. And now it's now we have our second most selling product so everybody loves it um and i i just i think it just goes back to it's really easy to use um and, and it lasts and it looks beautiful so i mean that's all you, anybody's looking for very nice very nice and then as far as um marine 31 Marine 31. Uh, I will say our number one product on Marine 31 is going to be the mildew remover. Um, and I would love to tell you everybody's using it on boats, but uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars use it on their stadium. Um, people use it on everything, shower doors, uh, patio furniture. But that is uh, probably, you know, our it's the most unique brand we have because in Florida for us, there's a lot of boats, you yeah. know, if you're talking to somebody, I don't know, and uh, Oklahoma, Marine 31 is, you know, relevant. <laughs> but in Florida, you know, we have a ton of marinas that they carry the Marine 31 line. Um, you know, our wholesale department ships, you know, quite a bit, you know, even down to the Keys. Um, it is a great uh, product line. We are... We're about to launch a new product, and I think I'm a little too early to yell it out yet. But there mm. is one winter product that is coming out. Um, I think there'll be a teaser this weekend at Mike's Boat Class for that. But uh, nice. that line is about to get a little a little shake. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've had uh, some people that I've referred to that line that have purchased direct through AutoGeek, and they were super happy in regards to the results and they were do it yourself, but they were getting professional results and, and that's what they were happy about. Uh, and it's sad because they also didn't rehire their detailer to do their boats anymore, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, that's probably, you know, those are big projects when you get into that. So having products that work to your advantage as a consumer is huge. And I've always yeah. heard, you know, positive things. I'm not a boat detailer myself, so I don't have that experience or that background. Uh, to to speak on but from what I've seen and heard uh, it's it's a stellar product in that category yeah I, I can't imagine anybody really wanting to detail their own boat it's a lot of real estate and you know for you as a detailer you give somebody a quote and they're like really well <laughs> it's a lot of paint you know yeah. I mean there's a lot of gel coat to be messing with you know I get a quote on my RV to have it detailed and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I, I need to, I need to just get a couple of guys out here and buy them lunch. And I don't know, a new watch and ask them if they can do it. <laughs> I mean, it is, it's just expensive, but you know, the average person doesn't understand you got to charge by the foot. It's a lot of work. Um, you know, it's, it's a whole day if you're going to do the RV or a boat correctly. And then on a boat, it, you ask them to do the inside of the boat. Okay, well, that's a whole nother project. You know, at least with the RV, nobody says, could you come in and please do some housekeeping for me? You know, it's just tend to the outside and we'll call it a day. But the boat, you're dealing with the, the metal and the mildew and it, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, 
don't don't get in the boat business. <laughs> well, and I'm glad you mentioned you're doing that. just fine, Justin. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that little tip about that product because I've always been one to use the amazing roll off, which is another great product. But I wasn't aware mm-hmm. because I, I didn't dive into anything marine the value of that that specific product that you were talking about from Marine Thirty One. So I'll have to give that a try when we when we end up. I, I know a- somebody that can hook you up. Yeah. I'll get their number from you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, and then DP detailers pride, correct? Um, well, it was detailers pride. That's right. Now it was it's detailing, detailing products. Yep. Detailing products. That's right. So bringing that back, I mean, it once was, and that was, I remember it was a hot line then. And what made you decide to come back now and then change the name and, and reface it to say, um, so DP's been through a couple of changes. Um, it was Detailer's Pride and, you know, when I started working for Auto Geek, the, the logo was, it looked like the top of a, um, a trophy. <laughs> it was like a little yeah. crest and it was hor- horribly outdated. Uh, so we did a refresh on the logo. Um, and at the time the owner had, um, an H2 Hummer. And that became the logo. Um, And I don't know, it just got a little outdated as that wasn't a popular vehicle anymore. And then it got another one. And then it got changed into a different brand. And then when we acquired the company in 16, we went ahead and brought it back. Um, It's, we had a hole. So when you say Wolfgang, Pinnacle, Blackfire, the price points and the difference of those brands range, you know, you know, you can buy a Wolfgang fusion of what's 195 for the wax. You know, I wanted a line that, you know, was a little bit more appealing to the general public, you more know, budget friendly too. your wife. Yes. You know, if your wife had never met you and she needed a <clears throat> glass cleaner or interior cleaner, you know, she's going to go to the store and look for something under $15. Windex. She's not going to go, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So for us, DP, we wanted quality product, but doesn't have to be crazy over the top. Um, get the job done, you know, work, work easy. I think the most important thing on that line is, you know, my mother can pick up any of the products and use it and not fail. Well, maybe not the compound. I wouldn't trust her with a buffer. But, you know, basically every product, my mom, who's 74, I could give it to her and she could be successful with it. So that was kind of our theory with the DP. And we also wanted to bring a product back down into the 16-ounce bottle because it's really more of a retailer size. Um, So we came out with that line. Um, It's been doing great. Um, I think uh, for us, uh, it hit the market you know, division that we were missing with the other brands. So we're pretty happy about that. And um, we're hoping to keep growing on that because, you know, we brought back, I think, I don't know, around 22 of the original um, bestsellers that we had before. Um, But, you know, a lot has changed in the past few years. So there's some technology that we would like to, you know, definitely play around with on that line. So I think you might be seeing some more come out if you're patient. (laughs) We're always working over here, Justin. I know, right? (laughs) I feel like you guys for that line have been able to expand more with it a little bit more in the aspect of adding like accessories and being able to do a little bit more versatility with that line because it's more consumer driven and it allows to also have those additional accessories that a consumer would want or need to complete the entirety of whatever they're doing in regards to the job or the service or whatever it may be. Right. Everybody likes to buy the full package. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're not a pro detailer. So, you know, if my mom was going to try to complete a task on her car, she would like to have everything she needs. You know, almost literally my mother would like to be told, this is what you need. It's all here. This, this will get it done for you. You know, she doesn't want to have to wonder like, oh my gosh, do I need the towels? Do I need applicators? So yeah, we try to do that with most of our stuff. We try to, if there's a good product and we know it solves a problem, because basically that's what these products are here for. They're here to solve problems. 
you know, whether it's an upholstery cleaner, you know, a leather cleaner, glass cleaner, if it's wax or a sealant, it's the wax or sealant is to protect a potential problem. You know what, we try to make sure that the problem solving is simple and easy for them. Everything's included. You know, you want to, you got issues with brake dust. Well, here's, here's the complete kit. We've got your brush. We've got the sponge, the towel, the cleaner. You know, you have a problem. We have a solution for you. And I think that's kind of, you know, one of the things that we like to do is we like to lead by education, you know, just like Mike and the classes and the videos that Yancey does, the more content and education we can put out there for you, the more we can help solve problems. So as long as we're solving problems and take care of the customer, I feel like our jobs, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And I could attest to that with, with the amount of content and videos. I mean, my earlier years, I got into detailing in 08, but I sat on my computer in my downtime being proactive and watching videos. And at that time, there wasn't many out there between Randy, Mike, and a few others, like McGuire's mainly, and the people who worked at McGuire's, not any individual there, but that was it. That was about the only content that was of value. And then going to AutoGeek and seeing that library of videos in those early years, that helped tremendously myself, and I'm sure hundreds of other detailers be able to get that foundation to build a healthy business or a healthy hobby to become a business. But I think all those efforts of what you guys have done in that educational space whether it be the forum or the videos has helped tremendously with people be able to grow or just do it yourself or do it right and not hate the product because they didn't know how to do the application. That's correct. I mean, look, everybody nowadays goes to YouTube, you know, you buy, I bought a, I bought an electric bike the other day. (laughs) You get a piece, you can't figure it out. Where where do you go? (laughs) So detailing is no different. You know, if, if you have a problem, you can go to our YouTube channel. We have so many videos there. You know, we've been doing content for so many years. And then on top of that, you have the forum. You know, even though the forum might not be as active, you can go on there and ask any question you want to, you know, going back to probably when you started detailing in 08. You know, the content's not dying. It's sitting out there. It's still searchable. Um, people still go on the forum and ask questions. You know, it, it's a little bit better platform than probably trying to hit Facebook and asking a question. Um, but th- really, the teaching part of it is what helps everybody. And I feel like that's one thing we're very blessed that we get to do is we get to put out a lot of content, helps people out. You know, every everybody has a problem. We're just trying to help them with the solution. And to your guys' credit, you do have one of the biggest detailing encyclopedias in the industry, Mr. Mike Phillips himself. And he's added so much value (laughs) to that forum to where there's so much that's archived, so much information, so many questions that have been asked repeatedly and answered repeatedly to where there's, you can't skip a beat in what you need to know in that forum. And that's a a very good point, how much content is there. That's for sure. Thanks to him. And thanks to all the people who've asked questions. Yeah. Yep. And that's never going to go away. So that's, what's beautiful about that. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's, once it's out there, it's there, it's stuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So moving forward with, like you were mentioning, you know, with the new facility, it's not too far from where you guys are at now, correct? No, not at all. We are currently in Stewart. We will be moving to Palm city, which uh, in essence, I think it's maybe a seven minute drive North of here. Um, It's, right at the exit, the Turnpike exit in Stewart. Um, We're in a little bit of an industrial area over there. It's a brand new building that's being built. Um, I know they poured the foundation, I think uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, And we are looking to have it done October 1st. Wow, that's very exciting. Should be interesting. Yeah, so now that- I'm hoping you're available to move. all hands on deck (laughs) all florida-based detailers and anybody who wants to fly in come on down (laughs) we got hand sanitizer if something slips in your pocket yeah (laughs) you can fill your pockets on the way out (laughs) that's awesome so you know with now if you guys don't know i mean you could always pre-order and stop into auto geek um you know, with COVID and everything, just be cautious that there might not be, you know, uh, availability to do a tour or anything like that, but just 
seeing the facility and it's and how massive it is 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 awesome. And then of course being able to peek in and see the the show car garage with Mike and Yancy and them, but it's it's quite an experience going down there, especially if you've never seen it as a detailer. It's very exciting, very very exciting. And um, overall, though, I mean, what you guys have and and the whole facility and all the employees, everybody's dead on, super nice. And when you go in there, everybody's super helpful. Um, and they always have time, no matter how busy they are, they always have time to, to greet you and stop and say hi, which is something that is old fashioned customer service. You don't get from a lot of big brand companies that are super busy, like auto heat. And, um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Cause that's, you know, something I've seen and experienced with over the years and thank you. And thank you for being on and giving us your time. I know you're busy to that point, uh, being able to give us some background and, you know, who you are officially and how you've been involved and the positions you've made and the ranks you played has been a huge contribution to not just auto geek, but the industry. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on Justin. Yep. And is there anything last words of advice, you know, as a, as a large company and things that you've seen in this detail industry and, and overall, is there anything that you would say to people who are watching that could be helpful? I think the one thing you got to do when you're trying to build is remember to do things the right way. You know, taking shortcuts is not going to help out and make sure you take care of everybody along the way too, because we're here for, you know, you know, with your business, cause I've watched it grow. It takes everybody around you to make it happen. So you just got to take care of everybody, you know, do the right thing and uh, help everybody out along the way. Awesome. Thank you, Megan. And as you know, autogeek.com is where you could find any and all the products that Megan had mentioned. Um, there's a whole bunch more and you can order from there. And if you are a professional detailer and you buy in bulk or you just looking to get a continued savings of being on a wholesale account, then go to autopia.com. And that that's a very helpful website as well for all the professionals. But Megan, thank you. And thank you for being episode number 18 for the Reflection Artist Live podcast. It was a pleasure. And hopefully we could do it again in the future when our digits rise and how many of these that we continue to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks, thank you, Megan. Justin. Absolutely. And thanks everybody for taking their time out to watch another episode of Reflection Artist Live. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out buffandshine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.